Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. You want to hear a joke that your reporting here has made me think of? Yes. <laughs> um, what do you call someone who everybody is pissed off at? I don't know what. A president trying to do immigration policy. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Well, Joe Biden has signed three more executive orders around U.S. immigration policy. The federal judge has indefinitely banned President Joe Biden's administration from enforcing a 100-day moratorium on most deportations. And President Biden is hoping to do something no president has accomplished in 35 years, getting comprehensive immigration reform passed by Congress. Both the Florida senators, though, have criticized this bill. In fact, Senator Marco Rubio called it, quote, blanket amnesty for people who are here unlawfully. I think we We've seen the administration backtrack from some of the day one promises. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy argues now's not the time for more lenient immigration rules when millions of Americans are out of work from the pandemic. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today... I'm Sabrina Rodriguez, an immigration correspondent at Politico. Sabrina Rodriguez. On how, when it comes to immigration policy, President Biden can't really keep anybody happy. Well, the Biden administration so far has really laid out uh, a big progressive proposal and a really big progressive vision for how they're looking at immigration. The president says his bill will focus on border management with smart investments, address the root causes of irregular immigration from Central America, and create an earned path to citizenship for millions of undocumented immigrants, including dreamers, farm workers, and TPS holders. One of the big ones was they crafted this proposal that was just introduced in Congress by Congresswoman Linda Sanchez and uh, Senator Bob Menendez. It's a new day in America. Los últimos cuatro años han sido una pesadilla. That would offer a pathway to citizenship for millions of undocumented immigrants. Our legislation also finally addresses the push factors, forcing so many families to flee Central America in the first place. It would offer money uh, towards, you know, helping Central America tackle root causes of migration. And it would, you know, aim to change some of the backlog issues that we've seen for a long time uh, on the legal immigration front. So that's one piece of things. But obviously, Congress would have to pass that and get that done. So in the meantime, Biden is also tackling immigration with, you know, different executive orders. Today, I'm going to sign a few executive orders um, uh, to strengthen the immigration system, building on uh, the executive actions I took on day one to protect dreamers and uh, to end the Muslim ban and to better manage our borders. He can task his DHS secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas, to make changes in policy. And right now, some of the ones we've seen first rolled out have really pleased immigrant advocates. The executive actions include immediate lifting of a travel ban on 13 mostly Muslim and African countries and halting construction of the U.S.-Mexico border wall. They come as thousands of Central Americans have been on the move in recent weeks. They keep urging people to not come at this point. They're saying, you know, migrants that come here will be turned away. We don't have the system in place that we want. But they've started to make first steps. For example, there's a program that Trump um, put in place while in office 
that the idea was if you came to the United States to seek asylum, you'd have to remain in Mexico while you wait for your U.S. court case to, to be processed. And that can take months, years, a very long time. So the idea was to deter them from coming. Now the Biden administration has ended that program and is slowly bringing in those people, those migrants that are waiting in Mexico, bringing them to the United States. Uh, a lot of the, the way that the Biden administration is looking at this and handling this is a slow and gradual approach because they don't want to do anything that's going to push, you know, for a lot of migrants to come at once when they don't have the capacity at the moment to handle that. So they're kind of towing this line of they want to be progressive. They want to do things very differently than Trump did. Biden always coins it as his goal is a fair and humane immigration system. But it's much easier to message that than to actually create that. So that's sort of where they're at right now and figuring out how to do it. So with those big policy plans and with those big policy moves, looking through your reporting, it seems to me like Biden is facing heat on all of this from three directions here. Democrats on the left who say he's not going far enough with immigration policy so far. Um, Democrats more in the center who worry he's going too far and his policies could hurt them. And then Republicans who want to go in the opposite direction. Do I have all that right? Yes. No, he's already facing criticism on all sides. Okay. It's such a complicated issue. I want to get into each of those um, and, and the complexity of them. And let's start with the progressives who think Biden should be going further. Who are they and what do they want him to do that he hasn't so far? Yeah, well, on the progressive front, I mean, we've seen immigrant advocates that, you know, obviously had many issues with the way that the Trump administration handled immigration. But it's not just Trump. It's not just the way Trump did things. I mean, they're very critical of the way that the Obama administration handled things. The Latino community has been furious for years, saying President Obama has deported more undocumented workers than President Bush did. You know, former President Barack Obama has been kind of coined the deporter in chief Mm -hmm. in a lot of these circles. So Biden is trying to learn from those mistakes and he's made, you know, smart, if you ask, you know, immigrant advocates, he's made smart hires so far to really actually accomplish things on immigration that Obama was unable to do and Trump had no interest in doing. But they are worried that he's taking too long, that, you know, this should have been done day one, that more things should be done faster. I think we've seen the administration backtrack from some of the day one promises um, to sort of a, we need to do some work before we, you know, fulfill said promise. Um, So there's some frustration on the timeline for these things that we're seeing from Progressives like, you know, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, immigrant advocates, different organizations um, in this space that want to see more. And they don't want to just see him go back to the old way, the pre-Trump way of doing things, but they want him to start rethinking what the purpose of the Department of Homeland Security is. They want him to be rethinking what ICE and enforcement on migration looks like. But a lot of these things... I mean, to the point that we'll always come back to on immigration is that a lot of these things to change take time and there has to be a political willingness to do that. And at this point, Biden isn't trying to necessarily do the most radical proposals, but he is trying to really undo what Trump has done. So at the same time that there are some of these Democrats pushing him to go further, other Democrats in border states like Texas think Biden 
could essentially be walking into a political buzzsaw with with his immigration policy here. Can you explain that to me? Yeah. I mean, when we're looking at the border, the reality is that the the congressmen, the lawmakers that are right along the U.S.-Mexico border, they're the first ones to feel the policy changes in Washington. I mean, if something changes that promotes more migrants coming to the border, then they're the ones that are going to be dealing with it in their local communities. And some of them are expressing concern that Biden's, you know, messaging around immigration, that's a much friendlier approach than Trump, a much more pro-migrant approach, that while, yes, it's the morally right thing to do, they're worried that it's going to impact their communities. They're worried that it's going to be too much too quick. And more so beyond that, they're worried on the political front that it's going to cost them their elections. You know, we saw in the 2020 election that South Texas, those same border districts, actually moved towards Trump far more than expected. So they're concerned that Republicans are going to, you know, come for them in 2022 and they'll be losing their seats. Therefore, Democrats will lose their majority in Congress. So they're really pushing for Biden to toe a better line on this because they feel that right now the messaging might be a little too radical and could cost their elections while also impacting their community. All right. Last piece of the puzzle here is Republicans. This weekend is is their big conference, CPAC. Trump is going to headline. He's going to talk about opening our schools back up again so our children can learn and socialize and develop. He's going to talk about, obviously, the immigration issue, which the president believes, and I agree, is political suicide for the Democrat Party. He's He's expected to talk about about immigration as a centerpiece of his speech there. What sort of opposition are we seeing and, and what do we expect to see from the right on this issue? Yeah, we've already seen since day one of the Biden administration, Republicans coming out against his proposals. Uh, The Biden administration's done everything but put a neon sign flashing, come on in. Uh, I was just dumbfounded by what I found at the border. We've already seen that Republicans are really lining up around this messaging that Biden is too radical on immigration, that he is for open borders, that he is for blanket amnesty. So this is a formula for disaster, it's a witch's brew, and the Biden administration is clueless when it comes to what they're doing. Um, The reality here is that the vast majority of migrants that arrive at the border are being sent back. Mm. So the border is not open, but that is the messaging that we're hearing around it. And it's one that's consistent with the Trump administration. It's consistent with, you know, former President Donald Trump's priorities, the way he looked at this. So we can definitely expect that the Republican Party is going to use immigration as a major talking point over the next four years. And especially when we're talking about an election context where they're really going to slam him for any crisis or or even perceived crisis um, when it comes to immigration. So where does all of this leave Biden? I mean, like, is he going to push hard with this immigration package in Congress? Is he going to push for more executive orders? What's the smartest move for him here? And which group do you think he's likely to prioritize appealing to on, on immigration now? At this point, it seems that he's not so interested in what Republicans are going to have to say about immigration. I mean, the proposal that he put forth for Congress is by far, and and this is by the measurement of of immigrant advocates and migration experts, it's absolutely the most progressive proposal that we've seen for a comprehensive immigration reform in years past. I mean, 
past efforts had, you know, border security and different, you know, focuses on ICE and enforcement to try and cater to Republicans. Uh, And it obviously didn't Mm -hmm. work in the past because they weren't able to pass these bills on the Hill. So right now it's a focus on, okay, let's try and get these progressive proposals that we want forward. Um, And in the meantime, we're seeing that immigrant advocates and progressives are, to some extent, optimistic about how Biden's doing things. But it's going to be really tough for him to to really please progressives on this, because a lot of this is, like again, we always will come back to the big message here that a lot of this takes time. And Biden doesn't have time when you talk about the realities of his critics coming out and, and saying that he's not doing enough and that he's not doing it quickly enough. So he's really navigating. He has this balancing act of crafting new policy while facing criticism on all sides and really trying to prevent uh, a crisis at the border. I don't envy his position. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Sabrina Rodriguez, thanks so much for talking with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Also today... An independent FDA panel is holding a meeting to discuss whether Johnson & Johnson's coronavirus vaccine should be authorized for use in adults. Earlier this week, the agency released an analysis confirming that the shot appears to be safe and effective, particularly against severe disease, though questions remain about how well it works in older people. The agency says the vaccine is 66% effective against overall illness, but less effective against the strain first found in South Africa. After today's meeting, the FDA is expected to grant authorization as early as this weekend. And the Senate has confirmed Jennifer Granholm as energy secretary. In a 64 to 35 vote on Thursday, lawmakers put the former Michigan governor at the helm of the agency that'll play a critical role in President Biden's effort to fight climate change and transition the country to a clean energy economy. Granholm will be key in pushing the U.S. auto industry to expand output of new electric vehicles. She'll also sit atop a vast research network that includes 17 national labs, developing new types of nuclear reactors, improving renewable energy sources, and working to eliminate greenhouse gases. The Politico Dispatch production team includes senior producer Jenny Ament and executive producer Irene Noguchi. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.